Hey guys, uh, it's your good buddy Tom. Uh, you know, the guy with the big burly beard. Looks like a jackass in that one video that we shot at New York Comic Con. That guy. Um, welcome to episode number nine of Geek Ronin. It's been close to a month because uh, I'm kind of a lazy asshole and uh, we've just been sort of playing the waiting game right now for a couple of things to happen. Uh, I'm not going to get into what those things are, but there will be more regular content coming very soon, so don't worry about that. Um, this episode uh, was recorded, uh, as I would like to say, old school, because it was just me and Danny. Uh, we were talking to uh, Wally McNair, who is this ridiculous artist uh, out of the Carolinas. And um, if you haven't seen any of his work... Uh, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, I do believe you can see all of his stuff. Uh, Instagram, for me, I like the Instagram better because it's just, it's pictures. And you can, you know, tailor your feed. So uh, check him out on Instagram, at uh, WallyV, W-O-L-L-Y-V, uh, on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, we talked uh, talked with uh, Wally for a good, almost two hours, I think, so... Uh, it was a really cool conversation. We talked about a lot of different stuff. Um, I'd like to get into doing more shows like that. You know, you can be geeks about other people. I mean, geek is a relative term, isn't it? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So, I don't know. Anyway, this episode is uh, with Wally, me, and Danny. Well, it was recorded at least a couple of weeks ago, if not more. Uh, probably at least a couple of weeks ago. Um... So yeah, website's still in the works, iTunes still in the works, some big stuff is on the horizon, I know I keep saying that, but I keep getting told that, so I'm going to believe the guy who's telling me, because uh, some big shit is, is in the pipe. Wow, that sounded dirty. That was not how I meant that to sound. Oh well, enjoy uh, episode number nine, with me and Danny talking to uh, Wally McNair, the great, great Wally V. Alright, I'm gonna do the thing. This is the boy you're listening to. You're dropping That's what we need. Well, so now. Yo, this be the Darko of Danny. You're listening to Geek Ronin, not We the Geek, Tom. Appreciate y'all taking the time to chop it up with me, man. Hey, Anytime, oh, man. happy to have you on the show. Happy to have you, my friend. It's good to actually talk to you, like, at least over Skype as opposed to in, uh, in emails. <laughs> yeah, man. Facebook, Gmail, that's, 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 that's what we're used to. Yeah, right? Crazy. How was, you... uh, how, why was it? Was it good? Oh, the show was great. Show was great. <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself. My bad. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
Where the fuck is the mute button? <laughs> Sounds like he's got the same monsters I have in the background sometimes. Yep. That's how it goes. We're used to it by now. We used to do it just straight live, and uh, I'd have to mute him from the soundboard just so uh, he's like, "Can you just, can you just mute me for a second? Right. The dog was out. Would always go crazy. I just turned my uh, I'm in my, my my studio slash office slash kids and wife take over my space. I just turned the the other air unit on. Is it sounding loud in the background? Not really. It's whatever. I, We're I gonna be. It off. No, it's all good. We're, we're we're intentionally lo-fi because really, the way I would really like to be able to do the show is for us to have a studio and for us to get you to come to the studio, and we'd sit down and we'd be in front of microphones and and right, it would right. would it wouldn't matter. But we're doing this on Skype, so I'm not going to try for anything fancy. There's no way that I can get my background noise the same with your background noise, the same with Danny's, and so on. So. Gotcha. It, we we just roll lo-fi. It's it's this is it, for anyone who who has never heard the show before, possibly like yourself. Uh, this is basically just a Skype call. Yeah, it's all good. I enjoy those too. I think the the, the natural feel is as as honest as it gets, right? Yeah, it's just a, a conversation between people, between friends. It's gonna be a good time. Oh, so I totally picked up your uh, Logan uh, print, your old man uh, at New York. The, oh, sweet. With Logan and X-23. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude. Looks so good in 11 by 17. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that one. I, I, I did it and then kind of forgot I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely you. It's definitely your style, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of the pieces. Uh, I, I did it when I was kind of trying to turn something out, a couple pieces every week. And now I'm going back through trying to prep for another show that's coming up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this. Oh, yeah, I forgot I did that. Oh, I, I didn't even print this. Like, So now I'm trying to play catch up. So. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. We're still going through. We were going through stock that was like three or four years old. We still had some big prints of uh, your Transformer series. Yeah, I got some new stuff, man. Oh, like, oh, Boba Fett, Darth Maul. <laughs> Hold on, you say he did the Transformer stuff? Yeah, he did the trans. The, those were Wally. Yeah, that was his trans. Those were his Transformers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta pull something up real quick. Uh, where are you? I hope these are the right ones. Yeah. These are yours, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dude, good. Love the shit out of them, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, I, I seen those, and I was like, dude, I, I love Transformers. Like, I have about, I think, seven Transformer tattoos. Oh, so you take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's funny, because that's how uh, my, uh, my tattoo artist, that's how the relationship started, because I had went... I had got a Bizarro tattoo from him, just the logo. Mm-hmm. And then my second tattoo was like this chibi star scream. And from there, it was just like, you know, me and him became like super, super close. But uh, yeah, dude, Transformers is life, man. Like I used to, when, when Beast Wars was out, dude, that was my shit, man. 
Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw those, and I immediately had to snag them up. I think I got Galvatron somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, uh, you don't see a lot of Transformer shit. And, and I mean, I guess because it's, you know, it's, I mean, drawing mechs is difficult as fuck. But, like, yeah, so anytime I see uh, Transformer prints, for the most part, I get a little, a little, for lack of better words, hard on. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I had met with IDW oh. earlier this year. Uh-huh. Um, that's one of the things that, that uh, they were saying, like, they don't, a lot of artists don't like to take on Transformers because of the difficulty of it, especially yeah. for a book, like, trying to do sequential pages. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's only certain, so many people that want to invest that kind of time into to those pages. Uh-huh. And, uh, I, I had never really thought about it until, like, the, awesome. the, 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 oh, yeah, that would be kind of a, yeah, a huge undertaking to try and draw these, these, these guys from every angle, you know, page by page, panel by panel. Yeah. But time, like, that's, that's a classic project. <coughs> Right, I don't see them at shows a lot. You know, I'm, I, you th- you think with the movies you see them more, but mm-hmm. I guess because it's so, what's in the movie is so different from what's in the uh, the, the the G1 and the original cartoons that maybe they scare some kids don't relate to them the same. But I found the opposite though. Like me being one of the few people at a show with Transformers seems to help a lot of times. Yeah, like um, it's funny because uh. I say with the movie, like I mean, I, I'm a fan of the first and the third one. The second, the fourth, I haven't seen the last one. I mean, the, the second and the fourth, I thought were garbage. Like I remember going into part four, you know, expecting typical Michael Bay bullshit. But yeah. either way, with the first and the third, like I liked them for the most part. But I never really cared for the design. Like I, I didn't like the, uh, I don't like the humanizing robot face kind of thing. Like right. uh, you know, same shit they did with Ultron. Like, they're supposed to be robots, you know. They can still have emotion and, you know, you can invoke that that kind of, those kind of, you know, you, excuse me, you can invoke emotions without having a face. I mean, right. uh, Tom Hardy did mm-hmm. it in uh, The Dark Knight. Right. All he had was his eyes, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, I was never really a fan. Like, uh, I mean, Optimus Prime was probably the best-looking one. I like the way Soundwave looked, I mean, uh, Shockwave looked in Part 3. But yeah, for yeah. the most part, it was just like, eh. I mean, I did, did like the animation, though. Like, the way, at least in, in the first couple, where, like, when they transformed, like, even minutes after they transformed, you still saw pieces moving. Like, right. that that was cool. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just something about the... Uh, and not only, like, the G1, but it, have you ever watched... Uh, what's it? Uh, Transformers Prime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son actually put me on the Prime. Like, he yeah. came in today like, yo... Oh man, come watch this. I'm like, I'm like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, this is a hype right here. This is cool. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely a surprise because you know usually when you hear like something's based off a movie, you're like, ah. Right, 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 right. Especially being that movie, but see the thing is like you have the writers, um, who's the Orsi brothers, and and they f- they're fucking amazing writers. So right. from uh, what yeah, what they did with that show is pretty cool because it was very much Transformers. You know, right. it had a little bit of the movie sort of like not it, it wasn't movie the movie animation, but there was like a sort of influence from the movie animation, but it still looked more like you know more of the 
they kind of paid, they kind of walked the best of both worlds with it. They, they paid homage to both sides. Mm-hmm. One and, and current. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but, um, much props for the Transformer work, man. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we see more, even if it's just, like, you know, one-off prints or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, dude, you just speaking about, do, you know, like, Transformer pages, like, it just dawned on me how difficult that is. Because I've read a couple of Transformers books, and um, I don't know how the fuck, like, just doing one still shot is fucking crazy. Right. But right. we're doing, like you said, in, you know, all from different angles and, like, that's just crazy. It's, it's, I mean, I, I did sample pages for them. Uh-huh. And, man, I was like, you know what? I was, you know, I was taught opportunity come, you take it unless you really, really, can't, you know, feel like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of doing those pages, I started questioning myself, like, could I keep up with this on a monthly basis, even a bi-monthly basis? Like, I mean, even every two months, like, could I, could I turn this out fast <laughs> enough and it, and it look right? Like, I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, in its own weird way, I guess it worked out because I didn't, I didn't get picked up for that particular job. So maybe it was for the best. I might have destroyed myself trying to do it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's that's um, hey, you're not wrong for sort of you know, that because I mean, that should dude, this is difficult, man. I don't know. I mean, just, just, man, just doing sequential sequentials, you know, from any any kind of um, you know, whatever, whether whether it be X Men or Superman, I, that shit is not easy at all. But when you when you digging into that, that's crazy. What? Absolutely, man. Oh fuck. Con was fun, so, but it killed me. What? I said Con was fun, but it killed me. Dude, I, I I feel the same exact way. Like, I'm dead, but I would do it again and again and again, man. Like, I don't know if it was just me, but Sunday felt way too fast. Like, I know it's shorter than usual. Yeah, but... Sunday did seem just fucking flew by. Like, really? Yeah. I remember getting there and then looking at my phone and it's like two o'clock already. I'm like, when the fuck did I get to two to two o'clock? Mm-hmm. We just got. Hey, here. Wally, have you ever done a comic con? Like, had your own table or anything like that? I did. Um, I did once. I did that one once. I did three five times. But New York, I did once, and it was. I wasn't in Artist Alley. I was in a. We ended up getting a booth because mm-hmm. I, I didn't get picked up for Artist Alley. Yeah. And, uh, man, even in the booth, like, it was crazy. It was ridiculous. But yeah. I'll tell you a quick, fun story, right? So uh-huh. when I did it that year, uh, man, I was, like, flat broke. Mm-hmm. I took every dime I had to pay for my part of the booth to get a hotel and get a ticket there. I didn't have money for a ticket back. Uh-huh. And I turned to my, my lady and was like, you know, if this don't work out, uh, I don't know. I might be having to stay in New York for a little while like, until we can scrape up some change for me to walk back or something. Damn. And, but I, I had this feeling like, man, like at this time, I was still testing a lot of things out with shows and whatever. And I'm like, man, but I just got to go. I just got to go and try it. So flew up there. I did like that preview night. 
made like five dollars and I lost my mind. Like, wow, five dollars? Like, this is the start of New York coming? Kind of like, this can't be right. So I'm freaking out. A friend of mine was like, look, man, preview night. Like, mm-hmm. you're not really supposed to make money on preview night. You make money, you make it cool, cool, but trust me, like, it's going to get crazy tomorrow. So the next day, it was like nonstop from that point all the way until Sunday, trying to walk out the building, still selling stuff. Like, I bought my ticket to go back home that very next night uh, went and ate very good because I was like eating peanuts from the plane, you know what I'm saying? Like, and New York just showed me like what a convention could really be and that I needed to expand and not just do shows I was doing at home. So, so New York Comic Con really, really put me, you know, I had to step out there on the ledge and just kind of take a chance, but it also showed me the, the rewards of what could be done if you really get out there and take certain, certain chances, you know? Oh, oh, yeah, man. It's it's funny that you say that because, um, um, I mean, I've done, at, at least me, uh, I've done um, Baltimore Comic Con, which is not really that far from New York, um, but in, in comparison to, like, New York, it's nothing. Like, you know, you've been to New York Comic Con, you know the difference between, like, any other con and New York Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so... I I um put out an application for uh for Seattle, um yeah. for uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I hear like I mean I'm pretty sure it's not New York Comic Con big, but it's still it's done by Reed Pop, so it's got to be big. Right. Um, but like sort sort of like your situation where like you know, I'm I know it's gonna cost a lot of money to get out there. It's gonna cost a lot of money to stay at a hotel. Um, you know, this is the other side of the fucking country. Um. Right. But just having that opportunity, providing that I do get accepted or whatever, um, you know, that that I'm not turning it down. Like, no matter what I got to do to get the money, if I got to borrow it or, or fucking sell shit that I don't want to sell, right. like, I, I'm going to do it because, it, you know, it's it's taking a, taking a shot like that. It's pretty, pretty important. I mean, it's nice to do, sh- uh, you know, local shows and whatnot. But yeah, just getting out there, it's huge. I mean, and, and at least, you know, like me and Tom spoke about, you know, partnering up and doing that or whatever hopefully that all works out if we if we do get the uh you know the acceptance uh email but yeah so it's i, I could imagine how it is and and it's got to be much harder from your end because new york is like the place for the most part right right uh, where, where are you from anyways i'm, I'm originally from uh, north carolina um uh-huh. i mean we had so we're here in charlotte we had zero Pretty decent sized show, but I would compare it, I guess, to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore, you speak, you bought a Baltimore. Like the crazy thing for me is that's the that's the first show that really showed me what could happen outside of just my local scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine who runs a shop here called Rebel Base, uh, he was like, "Man, doing the hometown shows is cool, but..." If you're really trying to find work and you're really trying to get your name out there and get your work out there, like you have to get out there. Like you got to treat it like a musician who would go on tour yep. and do the hole in the walls on up to the whatevers. But you just you just got to move. Like you can't just stay in one place or it's not gonna happen. Yeah. And Baltimore was the first venture out, and once I did Baltimore, it was like man, that's what led to New York. And then I started doing C2E2, and C2E2 is. I don't know if you guys have done it. Uh, you, y'all done C2E2, right? Uh, yeah, have not had the opportunity yet, but... Yeah, I've been there, but not as an artist. I, w- I went there. This is actually before I met any of the guys from Inbeyond. But I've seen how, like, it, it's... Saturday's crazy. 
I mean, right. but it's still a big show. I mean, it's, you know, not New York big, but it's still a big right. show. Like, yeah. that's one of the like, places you want to be. New York, well, San Diego, New York. I want to say Seattle will be next in line, probably. Mm-hmm. And then C2E2 or Dragon Con. I guess it's a toss-up between them two. Mm-hmm. But something about C2E2, man. Like, every every time I've ever been there, I just did amazing and had a unbelievable time like every dude season. i love the people out there man like chicago yeah. i always yeah. liken it to like new york if everybody just smoked a bunch of weed that's that's <laughs> i always compare it to like you know because it looks like new york right it, it sort of feels like new york in a sense just like the way the, the aesthetic and everything right but right. the people are just way like like a little example like saturday is the craziest day when they let everybody in like all right so new york when they let everybody into the con people are running Right. Uh, right. It, the people are running. It's it's a madhouse. At right. Chicago, as packed as it was, everybody walked. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, super mellow. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely definitely an interesting thing. I'm surprised you've never been there, Tom. No, I haven't had the opportunity. Well, I've had the opportunity, just never had the money to go. Yeah. Hashtag life. Right. Life. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the thing, man. For me, a lot of times. It, even now, being married with kids, like, and I'm, 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 I'm in a good situation where my wife, she saw the struggle before, and mm-hmm. she knows where I came from in life in general, and she, she's super supportive. Like, times where I'm kind of doubting, like, I don't know if I should move, I don't know if I should do this, if I should do that. Like, why not? Not going to know. Right. So I, just, I would just venture out. Like, I started playing my shows a year in advance. And, of course, you know, things might change. And you get this show, you don't get that one. But, like, the shows are a big part of what keeps, keeps a, lot of, a lot of my work moving and, and keeping me getting other opportunities and, and whatever. I do, on average, a good year, I probably do about 25 shows. And uh, a slack year, I probably do about... 12 to 15 shows so this year I kind of toned it down though I, I did more shows in North South Carolina and Virginia North Carolina South Carolina and Virginia than anything just because it was easier for me to move that way and not have to be back and forth on planes and, and whatever for those shows so yeah yeah, Try yeah to that's what... Boston soon too though yeah I want to go to Boston too man I'm dying to go there yeah, I gotta figure out that there's somebody else was running it this year, so it wasn't. I'm, uh, I'm looking into what. There's a con in Massachusetts happening. I think next, not this weekend, next weekend. Oh, my friend Jeffrey was telling me about it. Um, um, I'm looking into it because I would like to at least check it out. Um, uh, so I, I'll, I'll touch base with you on that if I could even get out there. But uh, um. I don't know what con nice. it's called. I forget, but um, I'll look more into it later on, and, and, and we'll speak about that. But uh, yeah, that's something I want to do. Like, like it, it would be cool to just you know, right? Obviously, right now it's not. <clears throat> shit, I can't even talk. I got food in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> like you know, the the big goal is to get out to like you know Chicago again and um uh, San Diego, and you know uh, Emerald City and all that. But if I could just right. do like for now, you know, at least the Boston's and similar to what you do, where you go from North. Carolina, this South Carolina, Virginia, you know, that general area, right. it's still spread out enough where you're not seeing the same people all the time, kind of. Right. Because that's, that's the thing we, um, like, because uh, everybody at um, Inbion, for the most part, like, most of us are from New York, and we do a lot of shows up in Long Island. And right. the, the hard thing about that is that 
the shows financially as far as like how we do our hit and miss because you know we may see the same same people four times a year right and you know whether we're banging out new prints or not um you know we don't really know if people want to spend money all the time yeah so but when you go out and you travel more you see a lot you know you you should just build and it's always something new like you're you're meeting new people and it's very weird that people you don't know seem more supportive than people you do know oh yeah yeah that's yeah yeah. and and i'm not shitting on like there's certain people that i know personally that are always supportive and they help out when they can I'm just saying there's that group of people that are your quote-unquote friends, and they're always around, but they don't ever support. But you go and you find these people that are willing to drop $200 on a piece that you don't even think looks good. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. shit like that. But uh, it's, it's a funny, funny world. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's just the balance of people, man. Like, like it's weird because you would think that people around you... Like, the weirdest thing, I, I, you have somebody who's, who's, who will be... That like they'll spend tons of money on people they don't have any connection to. Uh huh. Don't even have a conversation with. Don't even get followed back by the person on Instagram. Uh huh. Someone that they know, they look at them funny whenever they find out they're about to do something. Like I remember doing when I was doing one of my campaigns. Um, two guys that were supposed to be like close, close friends had a long conversation with when I wasn't there, where one of them was really going in about how. What's the point? Why is he trying? Like, nobody's going to support it. Why do it? Blah, blah, blah. And the other guy was like, well, if we supported it, that'd be a start. <laughs> like, that'd be a great start. But the other guy was adamant, like, no, you should just give up. There's no need of pushing for dreams and this, that, and the third. And I didn't know nothing about this until, like, the campaign succeeded. And then I'm sitting down, you know, we went, oh, went out to eat. And the other guy's like, yeah, tell him what you were saying a month ago about the campaign and how you shouldn't even try to do it and follow the dream. Oh, man, you know, it's just... You know, well, I mean, you know, but he's wearing a shirt of another guy's campaign that he did support with no hesitation. And I'm like, see, that's what I'm, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like, yeah, dude, dude, we, we, yeah, we go through the show all the time. Like I, I, I have brought this up to Tom a couple weeks ago, how mm-hmm. I have about 2,500 quote unquote friends on Facebook. And I'm not a numbers dude. I do what I do. Like, we had this ongoing joke about five listeners or whatever. Yeah, I think we do um, have like five or 10. Yeah, exactly. It it's, it, it's the same five we, and ten, hi guys. Yeah, it's, it's it's never a crazy amount, but it's you know it's enough that like whatever. But anyways, so like we, I have about twenty five hundred friends on Facebook, and only less than one hundred and fifty of them are following me. Right. And that that's just just like I, like again, I'm not a big numbers dude. Like I don't really, I'll still do what I do because I love it, but it is kind of disheartening when you know, like Facebook is supposed to be a little more close, you know, tight knit. Right. Um, and you know. It's just crazy, and like, yeah, those people that are supposed to be your friends, and you know, they're they're over there sharing all this dumb shit, all this Cardi B stuff, and and all these memes, and all this, this you know, whatever. But right. you post, you know, something that you want, like you you know, you you posting something that like you put your fucking hard, you know, your your blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak, into, and nobody looks at it. Yeah. But then you'll go and post something really stupid, like a selfie that that whatever, and the shit blows up. Get a million people reacting to it. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, and you know, I try not to. It doesn't bother me again. Like, it just sometimes you look at it and it's like, really, guys? Like, you know. But when but when you you get to that point where you're you know at that peak of success, everybody's like, yo, what's up? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh yeah. 
they think you've, you've accomplished something. Then all of a sudden, everybody, oh, I was down with you way back when. Remember? Like, nah, I don't, not really, but okay, cool. Yeah, kind of. But it was like, nah, yeah. Yeah. And you, you try, try not to, like, I try to just kind of zone out from some. I'm, I'm the same way with social media. Like, of course, I, I use it to try and gauge certain things, but yeah. I'm not big on, like, just spending tons of time on it. Like, I, I remember a friend of mine was, like, telling me how he was afraid not to post because he didn't want to wake up and the following he had built just go away. And I was like, well, if they go away that quickly because you don't post for a few days, then they maybe really weren't concerned about what you was doing anyway. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, exactly. I'm more concerned about the long term. So I'd rather have five people that really care about kicking it and seeing what's going on than a thousand people that don't ever check anything out but just looks good numbers wise like i want to mm -hmm. find real those real people that are down to, to you know be a part of what you're doing over the random or the generated numbers or the the whatever you know like yeah i'm not, I'm not really tripping about it like yeah it's that that humble following you know like right because I, I do music myself too and like um i always get this uh you know, we, we, like, I, I hang out at the tattoo shop a lot, and one of the guys there, like, anytime, you know, they're playing the, the little yachties and all that stuff, right. you know, he's always like, oh, man, look, they're making money. You should make some stuff like that just to make money. I'm like, nah, man, like, I'm good. Like, right. I, it, you know, I, I don't want to dumb myself down and be associated with that, and, and I always hit him with this. I'm like, all right, then, so do gay porn, man. <laughs> I'm like, gay porn people make money, but you don't have to be gay to do gay porn. He's like, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah. All right, then, so it's like the same thing to me. But yeah, that, hum that humble following is a lot more satisfying than that fly-by-night success that doesn't really care about you. So you have that, that constant group of people that are always there and are willing to, whether it's like something or share something, you know? Like, right. it's crazy how, how far something like that can go, but some people just don't, don't care. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, these, these are your friends, but like, yeah, it's cool that... <laughs> I guess we have that attitude where it's like we just keep moving because it, it is disheartening when you don't get the amount of uh, recognition that you would like. Right. But, you know, you, like this is what we love. This is what we do. So if I want to post, uh, you know, a song or a picture or art or my podcast or whatever the fuck it is that I do, like I'm going to continue to do it. And that's why this, this podcast is still kicking because – we don't really care how many people listen. We just thoroughly enjoy, you know, talking to each other. And then, you know, honestly, this is just like a reason to talk to each other every week, like on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. And like even with the other podcasts I have, like we have these conversations that we have on the show all the time. But you know, we just we might as well put it out there. You know, some people right. want to hear the bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, then also too is about that slow grind. Um, yeah, like that, like. Uh, the marathon, like, let me, let me run this long race where people coming, people are going to come and go. It's just like life. People come and go. So those who stick around, they're sticking there because they genuinely either love it or hate it, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Those who come and go, come and go. But I think you, you get a more honest situation when it's coming from something organic than you do when, when it's kind of manufactured and forced. And that's what, that's, a, that's a conversation I have with people all the time. Like, <coughs> like trying to get the quick sale and it's like, okay, but will this person support you next month, next year, next whatever? Like when you see or talk to them or interact, will they even respond to you? Like if you force the sale or if you 
used a mm-hmm. gimmick to get their attention that wasn't even really about who you are, or what you are like. It just comes down, and, and it's hard, you know, like you said, like, do you, do you let go of your true core to just fit in and get this attention, or do you, you know, but the, nowadays, people do so many things for attention. I'm just kind of like, man, you know what? I'm going to just yeah. stay over here and be nobody <laughs> and as far as that's concerned, but build up something that means more for me. My son said to me one day at the show, um, he was like, Dad, I... But he's 12. He's like, Dad, I kind of I want to let you know, like, I appreciate your honesty. When people come and ask you about stuff, like, you keep it real honest with them. You tell them the ups and downs, the good and bads, and you treat everybody good. Like, I think that's just a great thing. For my son to say that, that means way more to me than, you know, I'm not, not mad about having people like something or whatever, but it, it means more that people see that I'm a genuine person and they can trust me and my word and, and like I'm not I'm not uh, Joe Mad or McFarlane the Jim Lee or none of those guys but I've I've built my own lane and I'm I'm happy with that lane and I'm happy with getting better and continuing to grow that lane and I don't spend a lot of time trying to you know appease to whatever somebody else might want want me to be or want me to do it just feels good to be who I am I, my my bills are paid at least the next couple months <laughs> you know what I'm saying and yeah. I'm at peace with that. I, I just try to find peace with that, man. I take my kids to school every morning, pick them up every afternoon, unless I'm out of town. And I know a lot of people who can't do that because life, they're too busy trying to be what life expects them to be or do what they have to do. And that means things out. Then I get to draw. I come home and draw funny creatures and people and try to get better at that craft. And I can't complain. You know, I, I, don't, I don't own a Bentley or anything like that, but... I got a nice Hyundai Sonata out there. It does what it's supposed to do, you know. Dude, but the point is, you're doing what you're doing. And even if you're busting your ass, you know, with that, at least you know that there's there's, uh, some kind of, like, an actual reward as opposed to, uh, you know, doing the nine-to-five shit and being, you know, having a stressful day and then, you know, going home just to go back to it the same day. Like, I just recently got laid off last month, and I've just been relaxing and you know working i mean i've been spending a lot of me time because it's something i haven't had in like 11 years like it still feels weird not waking up and having to go to work but i mean i've been able to like you know uh go to the tattoo shop and work on uh you know recording uh promos for them and if i want to go to a concert and record you know some of the set or if i want to go to the bar i want to stay up like till 12 o'clock podcasting then you know i can I can do that or whatever and not have to worry about the whole job thing and shit. And, but, you know, it, and my whole thing was I refuse after all this time, you know, I refuse to uh, work just to work. Like, right. uh, it, a lot of friends have been sending me throughout the last couple of weeks, like little things for applications here and there. And it's like, I really appreciate it. But like what they don't understand is I'm not trying to work just to work. Right. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be pretty difficult to get to where I want to get to, but oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather deal with that and, and struggle that way and find some kind of success with that as opposed to just wasting my life away at somewhere that, you know, not benefiting me at all, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's all about balance, man. Like, if you can make it work, make it work. And if you have to do whatever else in between time, you do it. But as long as you're giving time to what you believe in. I just don't believe it's cool 
I just don't believe in giving you so much of you to another entity that only benefits you for the basics, but not the long run of life and not uh-huh. give at least that same amount of time or a fraction of that to what you really want to be doing. Yeah. As long as you're at least doing that, some people that lose sight of their dreams, their hopes, things that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, um, when I met him, he was telling me how he used to draw and he used to love it so much. And I was like, well, man, why don't you draw anymore? Like, not even for money. Like, just why don't you draw? And he was like, man, I just don't have time. And I was like, well, what else do you do in a day? And he had like three jobs at the time and, and, and kids and all these other things going on. But he really loved drawing. And, and I just told him, like, man, if you don't fuck up 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes every other day, like, just make time for yourself. Because trust me, it'll, it'll make you feel better about life. Even though you're doing all those things you're doing to take care of family and life, but this will be a different type of living. You know what I'm saying? Like, this will give you another breath of fresh air. And once he got started just doing little sketches that turned it, like, now I think he's got, like, a couple hundred posts on, on Instagram. And it's not about the light. It's just him drawing. I'm drawing again. Like, yeah. I'm drawing. Post a few of them up. I throw a ton of them away, but I'm drawing again. And yeah. he hit me the other day like, man, if we wouldn't have had that conversation way back whenever, I probably would have never picked the pencil back up. Like, I just would have continued on with life as it was. And and I'm just glad to see, like, that joy come back for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Dude, ain't it great to just inspire somebody? Like, that's the best feeling in the world. Whether it's something small like that or something much bigger, it's just, like, being able to to steer somebody in that creative direction again and show them that, um, you know, that it, it's not all... I guess, like, dark and gloomy, so, so right. to speak, or whatever. Because, right. like, I, I have a lot of friends who, like, you know, they, they draw, they want to get into drawing or some kind of creative endeavor. And, you know, their thing is, like, either, like, like they don't have time or they're, they, they're afraid to uh, post their stuff because, you know, maybe they don't feel it's up to par. And I'm like, yeah. look, you got to start somewhere. I mean, if I go back and look at some of the, the drawings that I did maybe six years ago or something like that, Mm-hmm. Like shitty as fuck. I mean, my first convention was a big, big-ish convention in New York that I sat two tables from uh, Ed McGinnis. I had no art, uh, no prints, no banner. My, right. my work right. was nowhere near the way it is now, and I just threw myself out there. So yeah, so I always tell people like, just go for it. And you know, it's cool when you can actually push somebody and inspire them. Right. Like you don't really get that at a at a, at a nine to five. Like it's either. You, you don't even get, for the most part, you don't get congratulated for doing the right thing, for doing the good thing. All you really do is get scrutiny for any little slip-up. Yeah, but the funny thing is that that kind of mirrors a lot of life today. Like, everything mm-hmm. you do wrong is going to be talked about the most. And anything you do... I mean, I remember being at jobs where people were mad because I was trying to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why are you trying to be creative? Why you know? Like, why not? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even understand the way you're thinking. Like, why should it just be limited to I come here, I do this, I go home, and that's it? Like, that's that's weird to me. But mm-hmm. I remember looking at looking at at it like I look at you with dreams and stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, are you are you serious? So I should yeah, not man. Have, I should not have a goal. Okay. Yeah, cool. it it, cool. it doesn't make sense at all. It's like. I, yeah, dude, like, I've been in corporate America for, 
for like so long. And and, and there there's even people like youngish kids with degrees. Mm-hmm. They don't even they don't even want to be there. No. So I'm like, yo, why don't you use that leverage you have, that that benefit that you have, whatever wealthy parents or you know privilege opportunities, whatever. Use that and do something with your life. Like, why? You, like, there's guys that like, you know, you ask them, hey, how's it going? Oh, living the life, living the dream. Like, really, dude? You know how many people I ask? Like, dude, dude I really say that literally like fucking 15 times a day. Oh, and, you doing, man? You oh, yeah, living the dream. 200% sarcasm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 150 million percent. Oh, yeah. Just well, I, the dream, I feel bad man. for you because you, you, you're doing uh, you know, that, that Mexican hard labor. You know? I got to do fucking grocery stores, man. It sucks. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the one thing that sucks about that, and this is another reason why I don't want to just go to get any job because like, <coughs> you really don't have time to sit throughout your day. Like, at least my job, well, dude, there was I some downtime. Sit. I do oh, sit, but oh, it's driving. You? <laughs> oh, dri- yeah, driving, so you can't, like, sit down and, and write or something like that. No, like, at least have that kind of my job, I, I had downtime uh, for the most part where I was able to whip out my iPad and, and work on stuff. Um, yeah. But even still, it was so annoying because it seemed like every time I picked up that pen, they wanted to bother me. And I know it's my job and I have to do what I have to do, but, like, sometimes it's, like, like, it's not even that serious that what you're asking me to do. And, like, you see me doing what I'm doing. Like, if I was him, uh, whatever, that person, I'd go down and do it. I'd go, you know, get the UPS driver or go get whatever, you know, little things like that. Like, dude, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just so glad I'm out of that. And uh, I hope I could continue to um, to uh, not have to work in that environment. Like, I'm, I'm trying to nab a job at the desk at the tattoo shop. Um you know, because my friend who works at the desk, he's going to be doing something else um, in the next month or so. Um, and he's not going to be there for the entire winter. So that's an opportunity. That place is 10 blocks from my house. You know, I can, it's literally chilling all day doing, you know, dealing with creative shit. You know, I can work on my stuff. Like they're letting me put my prints and my stickers on display. Uh, I've got a page of, um, of images that I'm using tomorrow for the Friday the 13th uh, special they're having. Uh, so stuff like that, like I, at a place like that I could work at because I'm benefiting from them, they're benefiting from me. It's like a, you know, a two-way symbiotic thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, symbiotic thing. And 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 it's it's not like, you know, and the cool thing about that is like, you know, I, I, I was speaking to, uh, to the owner and I was telling him, I was like, look, you know, um, I brought cards for the shop to the to the convention like i don't even work there and i'm doing that right you know what i mean like so i I told him dude like i'm willing to you know work with you guys you know shit like that so things like that but um yeah just being in that that other environment sucks man i could just i am anytime you're doing something that's not ultimately what you want to be doing if you're honest with yourself no matter how much money you're making it's it's gonna hurt inside to some degree because it's not what you just really want to be doing Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're using that to catapult you and like the, whatever money you're making from there you're using that to invest in something and you know but most people they don't do that they just get caught in that trap and they think there's no way out and a lot of people are you know sort of groomed at a young age to not be creative and not use their mind and not think outside the box Dude, you know what do you think fucking school is yeah, yeah. Well, what do you I, call fucking classroom you know what's funny? My the, brother. Those are um, those desks. The those are fucking cubicles, and the 
teachers, the fucking branch manager. Yep. Yeah, dude, my <laughs> younger brother was posting on Facebook earlier, and it's funny that you say that, uh, say what you just said now. He was like, you know, he's, I, I forgot, Chris, how old is Noah? He's like 13, right? He's about 13. Anyways, so this is my youngest brother, and he's posting on Facebook talking about school is, um, school is pointless or something like that. Right. And, and, you know, it just seems like a kid complaining, but, you know, now that we're talking about this and everything, like... Well, school isn't pointless. School should be used to figure out what you like and what you enjoy, give you basic skills to be able to do all of the things that you need to do in life. And then high school, you know, like, that should be elementary and junior high school, and then fucking yeah. high school should be, you know, like, part life classes. Like, how do you do your taxes? How do you, you know... How yeah. do you register your car? How do you do, you know, like, but things that you should like know that. as a fucking adult. But it's that, you not know. like that. They're teaching you shit that, like, all right, so for, for you know, at least with math, you know. There's book smarts, and then there's, like, life smarts, and they should be teaching yeah. both. Like, and the I book smarts people... will help with the life smarts, and the life smarts will help with the book smarts. They'll, it'll, they'll and, help each other. And I've met a lot of people, uh, people with master's degrees and shit like that with no common sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I mean, people don't even know how to fucking put mail in a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, my wife is, is heavy on education, but I'm, we often have conversations where I ask her, what's your definition of education? Because yeah. when we look at the system of school, like, just like college, most of it's filler. You know, mm-hmm. it's your pieces of what, the core basics of what you need to be able to read, write, do math. And then you get a whole bunch of whatever somebody says, this is what you need. But we know why you need this. Like college, how many people would have degrees if college was really based on this is what you need to do that job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, outside of maybe a doctor or, you know, somebody creating a new uh, Iron Man suit, everything else is kind of simple as far as the, the core of what you need to understand. We could streamline that a lot by taking out a lot of the BS classes that are just yeah. Like, like, here's a prerequisite to this, and here's that, and here's, like, yeah. hey, man, why, yeah, why, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy, like, there's a lot of, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of filler stuff, and, like, you know, like, or they could just do accelerated courses, like, I went to school for music right. as, at, at Full Sail, and it was, when I went there, it was accelerated, so, you got your mm-hmm. associate's degree in 13 months, and you did those classes specifically, because you were wanting to get a degree in that particular class. Like, right. if you did I audio production was... and engineering, that's literally what you did for the next 13 months was audio and engineering. Like, that, right. that's yeah. it. I mean, that's what, you, as, as um, sort of, like, I guess, damn. Um, so, Kanye, I don't like using him in, in um, you know, things, but, one, like, years back when he actually had common sense, he, uh, he came out and said, um, don't use college. No, don't let college. Don't don't let college use you. You use college. Right. Something as simple as that. But I mean, it would be nice if schools were shaped in a way that you know. Yeah, they're gonna teach you what you need to know, the common things. You know, basics. Um, basic mathematics. And you know, English. Obviously, you want to learn how to speak proper English and certain things like that. But there should be a little more like a flexibility and like what you sort of want to take at a younger age. So, like, for example, once you once you get into high school, I mean, well, high school, they do give you the choice for the most part. But I don't know. There are requirements. You have to. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And, yeah. Oh. I, I, should, nah, I should not be talking with food in my mouth. No worries. Rude also, and it makes me sound like also, a retard. I also <laughs> think that a lot of schools, like all schools, need to figure out how each one of the kids learns, like what's the best way to teach them something so that they'll grasp a concept. Right. Because yeah. a lot of times people tend to think that, you know, like they're stupid or something because they don't get it because they're not getting it the same way everybody else does. Right. Like, yeah, every individual, for the most part, is different. They, yeah, you like know. I'm much more of a hands-on learner. You you can tell me how to do something, but if you show me how to do it while I'm doing it with you and you're explaining why I'm doing these things, I'll remember it because it's something specific. Like, I need right. to do this, so you show me how to do it and why I'm doing it this way. And yeah. Yeah. I've done it with I, what, you. I agree 100%. Like, I had, I had got into um, one of my son's teachers last year. No, year before. Because he's, he's at a, a whole different school now that's more of a tech art school. <coughs> but um, they were trying to force speed this whole system of doing things one way to the kids. And they introduced, this is when the Common Core Math was like, a, they started really trying to push the idea. Oh, I that, hate that shit. Like, it's the stupidest thing in the world. And like the teachers, like, my, so I watched my son, friends of his, other other people I know whose kids are taken and like these are A students dropping to C's and D's immediately because of how they're trying to structure this teaching and I'm like well one each child is going to each person is going to analyze things differently so you (coughs) figure that part out like how they proceed like you said how they take the information in how they see it but also you have to take into account they've somewhat mastered this this way of doing it that we've all been doing forever and it's worked and now all of a sudden you're coming in and saying, well, no, you need to know that one plus two plus three minus five carry to two equals a thousand divided by 10 plus three mice. And you now have the Disney channel. Like, what, what are we talking about? Like, what, what Dude, the yeah, exactly like, right. Like, I like I feel like unless you're trying to get into astrophysics or something that requires those kind of crazy numbers, like right. you should not be taught that stuff. Because, like, you know, I think everything that passed not even past like trigonometry i think that that's not even like a thing it shouldn't be a thing yeah like because I, like well, like who uses trigonometry unless you're in a specific field now i, I wouldn't have it. taken trigonometry if it wasn't required for me to have four math classes to graduate exactly like yeah. it's just like <laughs> i would have stopped that, at algebra two algebra two was just hard enough that was it no, it's different if, like, you're taking, like, uh, you know, if you want to be an architect or something of that nature, um, and, you know, maybe you re- you're required to know those kind of things there. But it's like they, they try to, like, uh, I don't know, they try to put the kids in this sort of, like, um, assembly line, kind of, you know. That's and, exactly like, what it is, dude. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it comes back to what Thomas said. Like, the school system is pretty much the, the, the prerequisite to becoming – Another cog in the machine. Like, here's the way that this this, this is set up. You look at it. You go look at the average office job or whatever. You go look at the average school, elementary on up, and it mm-hmm. kind of falls into the same thing. Like, it's all this. We're presetting kids to just do the basics and not want to achieve or be anything more. Which is also horrible when we look at. We live in an age where people are making great livings off the internet. You yeah. Know? the ways to get a career going has changed so dramatically, but we're still using the same school system and making it worse yeah. instead of adapting to the changes that are happening in the world. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really sad, man. I mean, like, 
No, just the fact that they, you know, kids can't really, kids are not taught to think for themselves. And imagine, shouldn't. imagine if the government spent the amount that it spends on defense, on education. That would be just as good as spending <laughs> it on defense because then you have a right. nation of intelligent, uh, you know, people. And I, I mean, you look at you look at China, you look at Japan. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they do things the right way, and and look at look at their technology. I mean, just look at that alone. Right, right. You know, the things they're able to do. I mean, from PlayStation to you know, robots and all that, and and vehicles, they're they're just leaps and bounds ahead. And yeah, whatever though. It 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 would be nice though if they would preach a little more creative. Excuse me, creativity. Oh no, that's not important. We got to take all of that out of schools. Like, let's let's eliminate. I speak at so many schools, and it's it's weird because they'd rather hire <coughs> someone creative to come in and speak for a couple of hours or an hour rather than have a teacher or a handful of teachers at a school that are there to actually mold the kids in a time frame where they can really get something out of it. And, and it's ridiculous. And in that hour or two of you speaking, I would probably take more out of that hour than I would of an entire semester or my entire tenure at school. Yeah, because the, the, the rest of that time is so cookie cutter and you got so many teachers who don't even care about that actual time. Like when I was in school, I remember key teachers who really cared enough to sit yes. down and have conversations and mm -hmm. they to say, oh, this kid needs to learn this way, so I'm going to make sure Without putting them on blast, I'm gonna make sure that I, I I work with them a little different. And this kid over here, I see potential to do this, so I'm gonna make sure that I help encourage it. Like, I honestly think part of the only reason I even took drawing and storytelling as serious as I did is because of certain teachers that I had who <coughs> be to, to step out and and speak, to step out and show work. I'll say it was certain teachers I had and two two drug dealers that I knew growing up. The combination of those entities, those teachers and those those dope boys pushed me in. And, and of course, like other things, other elements, my mom and whoever. But these were people that understood from an early point and encouraged and, and pushed and said, hey, you have options beyond what you think. Go this route, like do this thing. I had yeah. a teacher who would hide books that he wasn't supposed to read with us in my one of my literature classes inside of the books that were required mm -hmm. and he would be like look i lose my job if anybody tells them that we're going over this and we're talking about this and we're doing this but i just feel like this is bullshit and i'd rather talk about things that you guys can actually use to get yourself into another position or you can apply in life in a different way and that's what he would do every day he would turn in whatever he needed to make it look like we were meeting certain requirements but his day-to-day -day was exploring things that really made a difference and made us feel like we were gaining something to you, you know? Yeah. I wish more more of that was what was going mm -hmm. on out there. Not yeah, I, I used to love the teachers that would sit there and tell you stories, and whether it was a personal story or whether it was something pertaining to what you were, uh, you know, what you were going over, whether it was history or... Um, yeah, things like that because you're able to relate to them and they don't just come off as those teachers that are just making you copy what's on the board. And um, yeah, it's like I, I, a lot of those teachers, like I owe them uh, like a lot.
because just for that simple fact that they they were able to you know identify with us and show us that this is not just some kind of you know this is not some kind of clone system or whatever you know and now it's I, i i'm so glad i'm like well done with school because i i look at the shit that you know is going on now it's just crazy it's definitely crazy but yeah like you said you know you you look at the way times are changing and and nobody's adapting to it and this is why everybody's so behind and this is why we got fucking kids growing up um uh making uh you know like little yachties and stuff like that you know know, much about about what's going on out there but i look at it it's like man it's changed so much and mm-hmm. people try to use the argument of, oh, you know, when we were young, blah, blah. I'm like, nah. yeah, but no, no. Like, there's something different happening right now. And I, I'm i glad for anybody. I always say I'm glad for anybody who can pay their bills and, and give other people jobs and opportunities and careers and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I also look at how many people have been affected by this in a way that's more detrimental to the big scale. Yeah one person's change that they're getting for themselves. And that's the thing that makes it scary, man. Like, I, I look around, coming up out of the environments that I came out of and and seeing that a lot of people who are doing certain things today don't have to. Like, not to say there's an excuse on any level, but, you know, I came up with, with situations and, and with people who really had very little to look forward to. And mm-hmm. I see kids now who parents are doing pretty good. They have both their parents, like, but it's all about the image. It's all about trying to portray a certain thing. I mean, and and, and they, they, they're jumping out, doing things that they don't have to do, like they absolutely don't have to do. You're yeah. not doing it for survival. You're not doing it because your environment says if you can't do this, then you're going to not make it tomorrow or you can't go down the street. Like I grew mm-hmm. up in a neighborhood where if you, if you weren't from that neighborhood and you got caught coming down the street at the wrong time, you might not make it home. You might yeah. not get... You know, I would walk to school and see people that, that were being coming into my school get dropped off and get robbed. It was Shit. a whole different environment, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And now my son's at a school that is a great school. The neighborhood I live in, you know, people walk their dogs and just have smiles on their faces. And I work hard to even have that as a, me and my wife work hard to even have that as an option. But he tells me every day about kids who are like, yes, I'm a, I'm a gang now. I'm like, what, what do they mean? They're a gang? <laughs> like, they're yeah. a gang? Like, the one person? They're a gang? Yeah, or, or they'll come up and say, yeah, this is my set. This is my color. And I'm like, yo, do they even understand where this, this stuff started from? Do they even understand why this was a thing? And if yeah. I took them to meet some of my old friends, the ones who are still living or, or free, they would change their whole attitude. But then you realize that some of these kids are really living a certain life, not because they have to, but because they think, this is going to make me popular. This is going to make me cool. Yeah. This is going to make me... And they're willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's why I get a little concerned about the current state of everything. Music, TV, everything. I'm just like, man, like, on a larger scale, where are we going to be at in another 50 years? If we even, you know, assuming Trump doesn't uh, <laughs> get right. us into a situation that, that just changes it, period, for everybody. But, yeah. you know, I, I worry about my children surviving and being able to make it to just be when I was when I was young they said I wouldn't see 21 you know 
and I was happy when I made it to 20. I was so happy. I stopped worrying about birthdays after I turned 21. I was like, yo, I did. It. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and now I worry about my kids, but for different reasons. Like, the world is just, it's always been a, a weird and somewhat horrible place in certain aspects, but it's it's changed so much. Yeah, and it, like you said, it's so unnecessary. Like, it, it's different if you grew up in, like, you know, uh, like a war-torn area, something of that nature. But the, right. these kids, it everything's good for the most part. And, you know, they've got so much. And, I mean, everybody's so connected with the Internet and everything. But it's just it, everybody's using all these tools they have for the wrong things. And it's, it's crazy. Because, yeah, like I, I didn't grow up, like, in a super, super – ghetto area or whatever but when I was younger things were different than they were now and things were worse than they were when I was younger before you know I was even born but sure. like now it's just like it's a completely different thing like there's there's so much you know back then uh when maybe when I was like in junior high school or whatever you know there wasn't the technology we had now and people could do things and you would never know you know what I mean like they could rob you this and that now there's so much shit out there with with cell phones and all this craziness that you know it's a lot harder for people to do those things but people still do them right the funny thing that makes me laugh is people do it and they film it like that's the shit that makes me laugh the most when these kids do this dumb shit and then and then excuse me and then they just film it like yeah like when i like so the whole stop snitching thing right i remember that yeah when i was coming up it wasn't even nothing to talk about because it was a clear understanding that snitching was if I'm doing something wrong and you're doing it with me and I tell on you or you tell on me, that's snitching. Because we chose to do something bad together. Uh-huh. I got caught and I'm gonna tell on you when I knew what I was getting into. That was the that was what the old school OGs considered being a snitch. Mm-hmm. I watched as it changed over years where People were just saying anything. If you say anything about anything, oh, you're a snitch. And then I watched as social media grew and people were telling on themselves, but saying at the same time, don't be a snitch. Stop yeah, snitching. Like, you just filmed yourself do something incredibly stupid. Like You just gave the FBI, the, the, the police, whoever, <coughs> your mom, whoever wants to check on you, all the evidence they needed to say what you were doing. So... No one has to snitch. You just did everything. And then when you would go in, I would go into these schools and talk to these kids and their perception of what certain things mean and what certain and but then it didn't help like it doesn't help that like I grew up I grew up in a neighborhood where we were tormented by the police, unfortunately. Um police officers would I would get off of work from Taco Bell out <coughs> Taco Hill. And I'd, I'd be dressed in my Taco Bell costume, because I would call it a costume, <laughs> and police would stop me and say, oh, someone, someone was shooting up the street. And I'm like, bro, do I look like I shot somebody with a Taco Bell joint on? Like, come on. Oh, put your hands on the car. And I would go through hell, and I'm just trying to get home from work. You know, so I understood the dynamic of some people not trusting having conversations the police for mixed reasons. I saw a lot of bad things. I saw drug dealers get robbed by police and sent back out on the street. I saw drug dealers get set up by police and people lose their lives in situations. But then there was the other side of it. Like I've heard kids tell me things like if someone was to kill my mom, I wouldn't talk to the police. And I'm like, wait, man, what do you mean? 
nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to that snitching. I wouldn't talk to the police. You, wait, you, you're worried about snitching on the person that took your mom from you? Like, I, I'm, I'm confused here. Well, well, you know, cause, cause you know, we handle things our own way. Okay, but you're clearly not cut from that cloth to handle these things your own way. So, why would you not? And then if you did handle that and you got locked up for it, who are you really avenging or what is the purpose? Like, what are you gaining? And it's, but when you have these real conversations with these kids, a lot of them, like, that's the mind state that some of them have. And some of it comes from this idea of, well, you know, I, I need to be on certain drugs so that I can have a good time, which, I mean, do what you do in your leisure time. But it's just to this point where everything that is not the best thing is bad. <coughs> advertised as the best thing and, and these these young impressionable minds are just running with it like yeah this is the way to go and not seeing the long run long term of the effects of it and and that's that's hurtful man like I came from an environment where your goal was to make it out your goal was to get to a better place and mm-hmm. not do stupid things if you could help it and 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 if someone had potential Others would come around them. Like I say, the two cats that were doing what they were doing in the neighborhood, they were very influential in saying to me the same thing that my mom might have been saying, but hearing it from them was different. Them saying, listen, you can stay on this path with us, but we know where this ends. Or you can take what you have, which is something we don't have, and try to do something with it and try to get somewhere with it. At least you have the option. And if you don't utilize that, you're worse than us because you have an option and you're saying, the hell with my option. I'm just going to keep doing this because this is what's cool right now. And I lost a lot of friends because, you know, choices, because of other people's choices, their choices, because of them not having another option. And so they made other choices. Like, you know, a long line of things. So when I look at these kids today, I listen to the music today, and I'm just like, man, and don't get me wrong, I hear something every once in a while and be like, oh, that's a pretty, pretty catchy little tune there. I think I'm getting older, so I'm going to call it a tune now. But yeah. then I look at the, the, the body of work and I look at, you know, the way things are, are, are the media runs with certain things. And uh, even with comics, like, I think it's gotten so crazy that I don't even know. Like, Marvel keeps digging holes for themselves with certain statements and. I don't know how to take things anymore. I don't know what's from a natural place and what's just people trying to cash in off of whatever the cool thing is to do now. Yeah. Is it cool to change certain things in comics or is it really because you want to make a change in, in, in life? Like, is it, is, you know, like it's, it's just so much going on, man. And you try to take it all in and try to be positive about it, but then you're really confused sometimes, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, the, <clears throat> so... I'm sure everybody knows that they pulled the uh, Punisher panel from uh, Comic Con. Yeah, I heard yeah. That and and this goes like to like, you know them. Uh, it's it's crazy that like I know why they did it. Um, right. In the sense that like if they didn't do it, some fucking bored person would have came out and complained and you know tied it to, you know the the whole shooting thing or whatever. Right. But you know like dude, there's. There's, there's like a line between fiction and so like, I, I don't know, like they, I feel like going back to what you said about like them doing things for the right thing, like was there really a need to do that? I was torn about it when I heard it. I was like, man, yeah. like I get it, but I don't get it. Because that's the case that anything on TV that's got any type of gun violence at all should be 
reconsider like you know if that's if they're gonna do that then yeah everything that has a gun in it should be like i think it also had to do with how close it was to the shooting no i i I get like because here's the thing if they didn't do it somebody would have came out that doesn't know anything about comics doesn't care about comics just you know those those activists that want to complain about stuff would have cried something and then marvel would have looked bad like i get it but it's like at the same time yeah, I know it's close, but do any of the things have anything to do with each other? And I and I guess the thing for me is, and, and again, it comes back to Marvel and being here and having to figure out the path of what they, they need to do. But <coughs> we have so many things happening out there on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and this is and this is me sometimes being kind of. I remember I remember when nine eleven happened. Yeah. And, um, Somebody made the, the great choice to ask 50 Cent how he felt about it. And, and I couldn't really understand why. <coughs> 50 of all people right now. And 50, this was like raw, just getting a record deal, just starting to make money, like still yeah. not really caring 50 Cent. And he was like, planes crash into my neighborhood every day. They're just not physical planes. And nobody runs and asks us how we're feeling or how we're dealing with the shit that we see. We get, we get a language out. Am, am I allowed to say that? Oh, yeah, you can, yeah you, you can say you fuck. If you, want. you can say whatever you um, want, man. But he was, you know, he was like, nobody asked how we're dealing with the things that we see on a daily basis. And now you want to know how I feel about planes hitting the tower and some people I don't even have a connection to. And a lot of people took it to be a harsh statement. But that's because of perspective. Like I always say, Magneto <coughs> is a bad guy if you didn't see things from his perspective. If you That's did, <laughs> you suddenly felt like maybe he was actually a hero. Megatron. Um, you know, in, anybody, any perspective can be painted to look, you know, but it's about who's saying it and where it's coming from. And yeah. and though I felt bad that this situation <laughs> happened with 9-11, regardless of who was behind it, people lost their lives. And I felt like, damn, like, that's a horrible situation. I also related to what 50 was saying because I never saw that attention coming when people would lose their lives in my neighborhoods for whatever the reason or, or when certain things would happen and you try and explain this just happened and people say, no, that's not real. That can't be happening. Like, where's your proof? Like, this isn't what's going on. And But it starts to make you numb to the human factor, the factor of you that just says something bad has happened and we should feel something about it. You know what I'm saying? So when I saw that about New York, it was just kind of like, like you said, I get it, but like, but, but man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like I was just kind of in a a weird place about the fact that it, it it had to be pulled at all. Yeah, It's, it's just like, I, people are gonna complain no matter what. Like the the show's supposed to come out relatively soon. I think they pushed it back maybe a couple weeks or something of that yeah, nature. But pe- people are still there's gonna be some kind of complaints. I mean, me me and Thomas and and, um, and Lawrence like on the podcast. How many episodes have we spoke about some bullshit ass quote unquote controversy yep. that shouldn't even be a thing? <laughs> so it's like the thing happened and it's so fucking unfortunate and it sucks because like. I know me and Thomas, we go to concerts all the time. Right. Um, so, you know, having to have that, I, it never really dawns on you when you're there, but just having that in the back of your mind, like this one day I could go to this concert and it could get blown up or shot up. Um, right. And dude, I, I worked in Midtown Manhattan for 10, 11 years. And 
though it never really was in my mind like that, it still was like sometimes it's like when when uh, Trump got voted in, right. part of me was like, actually, I think we actually spoke about it on the podcast too. I was like, dude, I, I don't even know how tomorrow at work is going to be. Because right. I work like right by like 10 blocks from the Trump Tower or the one on 57. So it's like, uh, I mean, there's always going to be somebody complaining about something. Um, and like, I know you want to cover your ass, but it's a fictional thing. Like as gruesome and as, as bloody and violent as it can be, it's all fictional. It's all, I mean, it, it was always that way anyways. Yeah. Uh, tw- 30 years ago, nobody was complaining about it. You know, like, and and now every all of a sudden everybody wants to to cry about things and like th- this generation, it's so everybody acts like they don't give a shit. Everybody acts like they're tough and they're they're ready for everything, but they're complaining about the dumbest things. So like, yeah, it it was close to the shooting, but this was something scheduled. Like a lot of people went to Comic Con just for that, and they got pulled from you know from from that lineup and. It's not the biggest deal in the world. It's not like they took some. It's, it's not like they took <coughs> kids away from them at Comic Con, you know. But it right. is something like that. If we have to take away fictional things, that you know, this wasn't some biopic about Obama or Trump that was bashing or praising one of them. That one side's gonna complain or whatever. This is a fucking comic book based thingy. Like I remember when Power Rangers came out. And this was this wasn't that big of a deal, but parents complained that it was too violent. Right. But it's a fictional thing, man. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger movies out there. Which the original? Feel like that. Yeah. Oh come on. I I had a parent. (laughs) I had a parent that asked me at a show. (coughs) She was like, uh, "Guardians of the Galaxy." She was like, her son was like, 13, 14. What? She, She was like, I don't I don't know if I should let him. And he's standing right there with us while we're talking. Because he was, he had on a, a group shirt or something, rocket. And I was like, yeah. "You saw the movie yet?" And she kind of stepped in front and was like, "I don't, I don't know if you should see it because I heard there was some, some, some swear words in there and some guns being shot, and I just don't know if his mind is ready for it." And he's looking over her, like looking around her at me with his face, like, "Come on, like really?" This, this like, bitch did not just say that. That's right, exactly like, what's. <laughs> Like, come on now. Like, some of the stuff I've heard and seen at home, not to mention what I see at school, but he trying to be cool because she turned around and be like, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yeah, yeah, mom, yeah. And and I said, well, what has he seen? She was like, none of the Marvel movies. Oh. And definitely none of the DC movies because I just don't know. I'm trying to wait until they come home so I can screen all of them. And then I'll decide if he can watch them. And I'm like, this poor child. <laughs> like... Why did you yeah, even sure. bring him to Comic Con? Like, why did you even bring him? Yeah, to Yeah, why did you bring him there? Like, exactly. But bring him to church or something. Like, come on. Like at his at his age, I'm sure he has found a way to see everything oh. she's trying to yeah. keep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like as as a kid, I've seen things, I've watched things, I've heard things, I've said things. But there's a time and place when you know if you were raised right that you're not supposed to say it. So if my parents right. are around, I'm not gonna say fuck shit, bitch. You know, like. Right. But right. when what every kid is doing it by themselves, like you knew there was a time and place. Like I, oh, yeah. I played video games since I was a little kid. I, I still religiously play Grand Theft Auto. Never once have I had the urge to go out there and shoot people and, and blow cops up and stuff. Dude, right. I know there's a time and place for everything. And ah, <laughs> but yeah, this dude, we, we spoke about shit every week. And it's like every week we're like, we, we're not doing this next week. And what happens immediately after the show? We got an article. I think it started with the whole Ghost in the Shell thing. 
No, it was before that. Was it was it? way before. It, dude, it's been going on since. Uh, shit, I think our first controversy was was damn. It was before that X Men thingy. Oh, the whole so, the whole Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan thing. Yeah, dude, we've been talking <laughs> controversies for a long time, man. I mean, yeah, that was that was X Men Apocalypse. So right around, yes, that was last year in June that we've like every week have said something about some ridiculous shit that's happening. I think it was probably before Rose McGowan, but yeah, but that was one of the bigger ones that really pissed us off. You know off. which one we're talking about, right, Wally? Mm-mm. Which one? Uh, uh, there was a billboard or a screen cap, or so I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was a billboard. Yeah, it was the billboard, like the uh, poster for X Men. Yeah, a poster for X Men <laughs> Apocalypse, and it was a it was a Apocalypse holding Mystique up by her neck, and she's he's like strangling her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, she yeah, said yeah. that that was, like, saying that it was okay, that was making it okay for violence against women or something like that. And right. We were right, all just right. kind of like, but... You want to know the punchline <laughs> to all this? What's, what's the punch? This is the same female who was in the fucking uh, uh, Robert Rodriguez movie, uh, one of the Grindhouse films. Oh. I forget which one. So, like, you're going to be in a movie like that, Right, right. Which is like, I mean, like top top notch violence. Um, and you're gonna talk about, I mean, it's. I think yeah. like, well, I think it was the advertising. Like they chose that particular screenshot or or whatever, and it's like, like that's yo, like, if you saw the movie, it's like a fucking pivotal part of the fucking movie. <laughs> so, exactly. Right. First of all, that's the 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 whole point of a poster is to show, sort of like the the. <laughs> Yeah, to pique interest and also to like show. All right, if it's like a superhero thing or you know like a what a, 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 if it's like a superhero kind of thing, you, you're usually trying to show that like this villain is the be all end all and the superheroes have to give it their all to stop them. That's pretty much what every superhero thing is has ever been about. Right. And you know you want to show that like without showing much. So you're going to show like the villain, um, you know being victorious in the posters or whatever because the movie's called x-men apocalypse like and, nope. and being a villain like that's that's part of i i think <laughs> i have a daughter i have, uh-huh. a wife, I have sisters i have a mom i have yeah. daughter, you know i have friends like I, I get i get the i get certain things but other things i just look at and i'm like come on man like it's all in context of what's happening like yeah. the um what was the the the, uh, the Joker Harley or the oh. Joker Batgirl cover thing? The whole controversy with um, what was the story? The, oh uh, yeah, uh, the, they did the 25th anniversary. It was that. It was showing. It was showing Batgirl in like a vulnerable state, and then they were, they even went as far to say that the um you know the gun was pointing to her crotch. Like, dude, it's fucking anatomy, man. Right, right. Like if you're if you're drawing proper anatomy, if you have your arm around somebody, a gun is going to be pointed down. Like, and and the, the funny thing for me with all of that is, we do have things that happen that aren't good, and uh, sometimes to tell the story, you have to cover those aspects too. Like, what would what was CSI one of those shows be if there was no per- person that died? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, no like, rape, no children getting killed, kidnapped, murdered, heads chopped off. Like there would be no show. And and it's an unfortunate thing that, uh, but this is a even if it didn't happen, and you just wanted to tell that story, like you gotta let it be known. 
Right. Like, I, I, I think sometimes we get into this real touchy area where it's like you can't do anything. And, like, it's almost to the point where I'm afraid to open the door for somebody because I've heard people say, oh, why are you opening the door for me? That's that's the great. Like, I can't open my own door. And I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, I'm being polite. I'm being polite. And if you don't think that that's being polite, well, then I'm sorry. But you can walk through the door or I'll walk through the door and let it shut and you can open the door for yourself. Open your own door. But then I'm rude. So I'm like, what do I do? How do I do this? Like, you know, I've even had times where um, my son asked me about how to compliment somebody. And I'm like, yo, you know what? In today's time, I'm not sure. Because I hate to tell you something that somebody else feels like is is uh, suppressive to them or degrading to them. Like, because I'm not even sure what the rules of certain things are now. Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to compliment anybody of the opposite sex. <laughs> like, aside <laughs> say something, I would say something, and that'd be all bad. That's and it wouldn't even and it wouldn't even be bad. It would just it would wouldn't be the right thing to say. Right, right. I, they would make it bad. They would turn mm. it into such a horrible experience where you just and I'm like, oh man. You know what? You know what? It, you know what it boils down to? If they think you're attractive or not. If you're if you're attractive to them, you can almost virtually say anything. But if the, if you don't have their eye, then you could be saying the most polite thing, and you're either a creep or yeah. you're this or that, dude. You can't win. I mean, yep. it, it, it's, Wait, it's sick. I, I just I just kind of move quietly. Yeah, and going going back to the whole Batgirl thing, right? So suppose, you know, everybody had an issue with the <coughs> picture, but you have Gail Simone, who was writing Batgirl, who mm-hmm. played with the whole her possibly being raped, or you know, or but she was, you know, paralyzed and attacked by Joker. She used that. She never right. shied away from it. Like, and that was like, she's a woman, she's a female, but she was going with the prior story. Like, I, I don't get why people can't separate fiction from reality like the only thing i can't watch in a movie is like one you know like a, a rape scene like i can't when when they show it yeah. you know like uh what was that movie um girl with the dragon tattoo like yeah. shit like that is uncomfortable but well, if anything, i think it's supposed to be uncomfortable like the well, the remake well, yeah. of last house on the left that had a really bad one too and it was it was difficult to watch like i don't think i watched all i definitely didn't watch all of it i turned away a bunch of times but I remember what was it? Uh, the, it's supposed uh, to be uncomfortable. Hills have eyes. That that rape scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have sex with my current girlfriend for like at least two weeks because of that movie. It was just like, but but my thing is like that. It's I mean, th- like I can't watch that. But I mean, th- I get that being an issue. But like if you're just gonna say or give the notion that somebody was raped and somebody's gonna make a big deal out of it, like if it's part of the story, like and they're just bringing it up or you know whatever, like. But people get too sensitive about that. That's just crazy. Yeah, well, the, but then it'll turn into stereotype too. That you know, like, oh, obviously the the only kind of storyline that a woman can have is that she was assaulted or raped or something stupid like that, or an abusive right. abusive person is in her life. So, you, yeah, like, how many weeks <laughs> did we go, go on about the whole Josh Whedon thing, where like <laughs> a lot of females were uh, Honestly. were knocking Josh Whedon because all right, first of all, this guy seems to build strong female characters, at least from our right. standpoint. But right. there's a group of girls that we know that all, apparently... There are a lot of people, actually. Yeah, yeah, well, at least but we know a group of them that are always posting about uh, 
about him saying that he's always like stereotyping women and you know making them seem this and that like they have it's it's crazy you can't win with anybody man no no it's it's definitely become a very fine line where anything you say or do might be bad in somebody else's eyes even if mm-hmm. you think even if you consult certain people and they're like, yeah, you know, I think that that works. Another group would be like, no, that's the exact wrong thing to do. That's horrible. Don't do it. Um, example for me, going back to the music, hip hop. <coughs> I don't really watch a lot of stuff with music in, in general anymore. I just listen to what I like and kind of stay away from what it is. But the um, Eminem freestyle for the BET Awards was popping up all over everything. And I was uh-huh. like, let me see what let me see what M had to say. Let me see why people are making such a big deal out of it. So I listened to it, and you know, for me, I hear people always talking about if you're in a position where you have a platform and a voice, use it to say something that may bring somebody else into a different understanding or perspective, or just start a new conversation. And for me, I felt like it was dope that he used that platform. Whatever you may feel his reasoning would be, whatever, whatever he spoke in a way that he didn't have to. So I appreciate it. <coughs> yeah. Within minutes, I saw videos going up of people saying, oh, he's only doing this to sell albums. And, oh, he's only doing, he, his wordplay wasn't great. Oh, he, he, the lyricism yeah. wasn't the dopest. And I'm like, well, I don't think it was him trying to say I'm the greatest lyricist right now. I think it was more about the message within what he was saying. And then people saying, well, why is a white man trying to come and speak for black people? And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. It's not, <laughs> so, that's not what he's doing. Right. Like he's speaking out about things that he, he doesn't agree with, thinks aren't right, he thinks should be changed. And if anything, that's that's an ally in, in trying to get to this other place over being frustrated because someone isn't willing to listen or understand or try to hear or even just try to speak an opinion. And it was like I like I don't watch football. I haven't watched football for the past two years because it's just dumb shit, period, with football and sports. But um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I think, spoke out about some things, and for me, it was like dope because yeah, he didn't have to. He's from he's a, he's a, he's a quarterback for Green Bay. He could he could speak on none of this, you know what I'm saying, and completely yeah. stay hidden from all of it, and just do what he does and make his money and, and care less. But he spoke, and he didn't have to. And I, you know, for me, it was like that's 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 a necessary thing, and it's appreciated because yeah. on the flip side, here in Charlotte. Cam Newton was saying the opposite. And I'm like, he, what? <laughs> like, yeah. brother, my man, like, like, what do you mean you don't see color? You don't see, like, what the fuck are we talking about here? And 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 it just kind of threw me for a loop. But to see, like, like you were saying, people will find a reason to be upset about anything. If you give yeah. them enough, it don't matter what happens. You can't please everybody. And mm-hmm. I think now we've become so divided on so many topics. Like there's divisions within the divisions that divide yep. the divided people, and it's like and it's, it just keeps making it worse and worse. Well, you know, I, I always say, and this sounds like the most I don't know. It may sound ignorant to a certain extent, but I say if you ignore it, it goes away. You remember like when they used to tell you that when you were little? Ignore it, and it goes away. Now I don't mean forget that racism exists because it exists, but if everybody were to put that shit aside, you know, you you get what I'm saying? Like it sounds like it's it's almost impossible, but yeah, if, yeah. I, it, I think I think if you ignore certain, like, so when the message 
gets turned into a bunch of other messages that yes. don't relate to the core thing. I think you have to block a lot of the nonsense, the noise. You have Thank to block you. a lot of the noise out. Yes. The core of what the problem is. Like <clears throat> gamma radiating device this has all these fields around it once you break through all that you can get to the core of what's going on and try to fix that mm -hmm. i think that's what has to happen but instead more noise comes on top of more noise on top of more noise and before mm -hmm. you know it the whole point of what we were talking about or needing to do is blown so far out of proportion that now we don't even know <coughs> back to where we started yeah that's that's the big part of the problem you know i don't think I get what you're saying. I don't think anything can be just completely ignored. I think you have yeah, to that's that's impossible. Yeah. And strip it away. You know, tear the take the orange shell <laughs> off to get to the the real, you know, the coconut shell off to get to the juice yeah. and bean on the inside. I'm actually <laughs> glad you broke it down that way because that's exactly how like I want to word it, and and you just you just said it for me, and and I appreciate that because, like, yeah, it, you can't you can't just ignore these issues. I mean, you know, like if there's a monster in your room. You know, you're gonna know it's there, but right. if if you just ignore it, it'll go away. You know, so like, yeah, the way the, the way you worded it is a lot better than what I was trying to say. But you get it though, which is cool because yeah, I, yeah. I can say that, and some people take it so out of context. It's like, I mean, um, and now everybody's got a voice, everybody's got an opinion, and right. half the time it's like, is it really your opinion, or are you just jumping on something to pick pick a side and? You know, everything becomes yeah. so convoluted, and like you said, now it's just division within division within division, and you you multiplied one thing into a million different things, and there's always going to be... And it's like at this point, whatever creative thing you're doing, like, because, yeah, you're not you're going to get somebody mad some way, shape, or form. You just right. do it. Right. I mean, as long as you know in your heart that you're not out to hurt anybody, like, you're right. not saying, oh, fuck Thomas, you know, he's this and that. Like, you're not saying that. Right. You know what I mean, like, as long as you're not doing that, then then it's all fair game. But if if you write a story and Thomas gets killed, does that mean you hate him? Like, so if you if you kill if you're a black person and you uh, you're writing a story about a black person who kills a white person or vice versa, does that really mean that's how you feel? It, it, was your ulterior motive to say you are racist and you want black or white people or Spanish people to die? No, it's just part of a story. You know what I mean? So like, well, see, see, within that, if you did that, somebody else would say, so, again, the, the layers, right? So if yep. you had a white person, a black person, someone dies, one person is going to be mad because whoever died, died. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else is going to be mad because whoever lived or died wasn't of another race. And then somebody yep. else is mad because there was somebody killed or how they were killed. So, you know, yeah. it, it comes this, this very, this very, yeah, and if, if you if you wrote that another a certain type of person was killed because you wrote it, and if it was the opposite of what you are, then you're on this side. But like, so really, you're trying to shed light on something positive, and they're turning it as you're doing. It, it's it becomes a negative, positive, positive, negative, negative thing. It, it's crazy. It's, and, a, it's like, a very difficult thing. Like as a, as a as a creator, like I, <coughs> I find these struggles sometimes, and I'm like. I don't feel like having this struggle. Like, I just want to do what I'm, I just want to create. Yeah. And I want to create from a genuine place. And I don't want to have to sit and debate on why I should or shouldn't pick this character or, you know, like as a, as a, as a, as a black man, of course I have to be responsible for 
taking the opportunity to be inclusive where I can. On the flip side, I don't want to have to justify my choices in every person. Like if I just, if I have a bunch of random people on the subway, I shouldn't have to explain why they're this color or that color. Yeah, they're just random people in the background. <laughs> I also have to be subconscious enough to say, well, is there is there any representation of these other things, and can I do something about that? And that's yeah. something that's why even my book Fairy Tale Nights happened because my daughter didn't feel like there was a lot of things that she, as a young six year old, five year old girl at the time, could relate to, mm-hmm. and it hurt my heart to think all these heroes are out here and she can't find enough of them that she can directly relate to. But on the flip side, I'm a creator, so I can do something about it. I can actually be a hero that she can directly relate to when she wants to step away from the normal hero, find something else to love and, 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 you know, but it becomes a very, it becomes a very hard thing, man. And and you you just want to kind of create and do dope stuff, you know, yeah. But then there are all these other struggles and there are all these things to overcome. And, and, you know, like for a while, I was happy that Magneto and, and, and Xavier were influenced by Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King. But uh-huh. then I went to a stage where I was frustrated because it was like, but damn, why couldn't they be black? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. Like that would have had a different impact for me as a kid coming up to see yeah. them in that position. But then you come back to a place where it's like, well, at least there's an acknowledgement that this was part of the influence that led to the, the, these two characters. Mm-hmm. So you're torn about taking certain aspects of it and, and then these other missing aspects. But then you look at the time, the time period and you also look at, well, had they done that, would X-Men even be? Exactly. I mean, and, and another thing, too, it's like, at least with me, um, a, a lot of in a lot of cases, like what 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 character I liked didn't boil down to the color of their skin or their or their ethnicity. I mean, it was always about who who they were and you know how they were portrayed. Uh, so I mean, with superheroes, I feel like yeah, you I, you want representation. Like you you would love to grow up and um, you know be young and grow up on a a you know if you're if you're black or Hispanic a black or Hispanic superhero. You know, you, you want to be well represented. But the, the cool thing about superheroes is that even if they're not that particular, you know, your particular ethnicity, you still could kind of relate to them, which is which is cool about that. Um, that's one thing that they have because it's more so that they, they're symbols for the most part. Right. Well, to a degree, because right. I think like Spider-Man yeah. is one of those characters that most people can just see themselves as because his mask covers up everything. That, that helps right? too, yeah. The like, so you don't even lot. think about it much until mm-hmm. he's Peter Parker and dealing with the dated life, day-to-day life of Peter Parker, which is still, even in that, there's a very relatable <laughs> story, you know? Yeah. He's just the guy trying to do the right things despite all the obstacles and trying to get the girl and, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. then you look to Superman and it becomes a different thing, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's true too. And, and so, but... On average, because these are the first heroes that we were packaged and given in this way, you yeah, know, just accepted and take it because that's what you got, and you're just happy. Like as a black kid, I just grew up like Superman is. I didn't. Really, I was a big fan of Superman, but the idea of Superman was dope. And I yeah. looked at and it said the idea of Batman is dope. And I looked at Spider Man and said, Oh man, that's cool because I could put that mask on, and now I could pretend like it's somebody that I see every day. You know. Yeah. But then you start to 
get older and you see things through a different scope and you say, well, I understand why Superman, he's an alien. So why wasn't he green or blue or, you know, like whatever? Yeah, yeah. So then you start to also realize, you know, people it's tend to, the, they tend to create what they know. You know <coughs> yeah. Kind of force of habit. So it ain't, it's not always necessarily that a person is trying to uh, only represent <laughs> one thing, but it's what they know. They may yeah, be yeah. What, quicker what they... to go that route and, and to, to, to define that. So that's when you start to wake up and say, okay, well, it is on me to, to make sure that I bring some other things to the table because if not, then you can't you can't expect McDonald's to make you a fly steak. Like that's not what McDonald's does. Yeah, exactly. You know, you that, gotta go and create your own restaurant and sell what you wanna sell and, and, and create what you wanna create. Even though McDonald's is making vegan burgers now. What? Weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds just like a terrible they, idea. They can go to hell with that shit. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. But but I think I think we're in the process of and I think the people, you know, the people are saying people <coughs> seek out what they want. Yeah. So if if you if you don't want Superman for whatever the reason there's other options out there and people are starting to say, you know, this indie thing is a real thing and it is growing and it is competing on a smaller scale, but it is competing with the top, the big three and people are going after the things that really suit what they want. And I think that's the other good thing about today. If you're not happy with the big three, the top three, you can always find other things. Like you don't have yeah. to give your money to that. You don't have to lend your time to that. Like you can go and find what really works for you and kind of stay away from that other stuff, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. It's like it's like a catch-22, because there's going to be more shit out there, but you can easily tune it out. And, like, yeah, like you said, if you want to do something, uh, you just go fucking type up some shit, drop some shit, post it, boom. Go and to then a, go from, you know, walk around the artist alley and see, you know, who else is out there, what else is out there. Like, yeah. there's so many options. Like, people be like, there's no good music. There's YouTube. There's so YouTube. Like, you might not know exactly what to look for, but you can sort around and, and you might stumble upon something dope. And, and you, know, you, like know, you, got, you got Spotify, you got iTunes, uh, I mean, Apple Music, uh, things like that. Like, dude, I stumbled upon so much different shit. Like, I don't listen to the radio. Why? Because I know the radio is not going to play what I want to hear. Right. Like, um, and, 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 and yeah, the, you, everything's in the palm of your hands. Like, if you don't like something, you can change it. And there's so many options right now with everything, whether it be comics or music or video games. So, yeah, when people complain, like, they don't like what's out, like, so what are you doing? Right. You have the option. And, and I mean, it's like, listen, I try to, I try to make things as simple as I can in my life personally, but I also fight the good fight because I know there's got to be things done. And yeah. My kids to see the world on, on, a, on a wider scale, but don't lose track of who they are and, and who they can be and where they come from. But you know, sometimes I, I do get into a place where it's it's difficult. You know, when I when I do certain books, at one time I would question like, if I do this character this way, who's who's gonna walk away from it just because they don't identify with it based on these principles? Yeah. And, it's a horrible place, the position to be in when you're in, when you're in a position where you have that following, you know, going back to that big following and all that, you can, people don't really think much about it because they know they have this built, this infrastructure and they're, they're good. You know, Marvel can test the waters and put things out there. If it don't work, 
cool. We got these other things that are keeping us alive while we test this. Or that, that, well, comics aren't even a big part of the income anymore, but you yeah. know they're not as concerned about it. Whereas as an indie, you know, you sit and start to get in your own head. You can quickly be afraid to do certain things because you're like, man, if I make this character this, everybody isn't as open to just seeing something for what it is and saying, is this dope? Like for me, I just look at, does it appeal to me? Is it? Do I think this is dope? Period. If mm-hmm. I think it's dope, then I support it and I rock with it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to check that out. And, and and I don't really get too bogged down. But now there are some things like the gods of Egypt movie. It was just like, there's no fucking way I'm going to see that movie. Cause it just didn't, it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and, and then when they tried to say, Oh, well, we're not even in Africa because this is, this is a different Egypt. I was like, what? Okay. I don't really get that. That was a whole nother, nother, nother thing for me. But uh, other things I look at, and it's just like, is this a dope story? Is this a dope character? Is this yeah. something that's intriguing to me, that's interesting to me? Like, I, do I just want to see it? Like, that's that's the basics. And I wish that was the, the, the deal all across the board where people <coughs> were like, yo, I think this is dope. Oh, I think this sucks. You know, I think this sucks because their heads are too big. And I just don't like how those characters are drawn, so I'm not going to rock with it. Cool. I can respect that. Yo, yeah. I think dope because their heads are so big, and I think that that's amazing because most characters have regular-shaped heads. Like, whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's funny? Eric told me something uh, one of the first uh, times I actually met him. He was, like, with, with art and with comics and all, with anything creative, for the most part, like, especially at a convention, people are either going to like it or they're just not going to like it. And when, they're not, when they don't like it, they're not going to make a big fuss about it for the most part. Right. You know, and, and, and that, that's that's how it should be. You know, like if you don't like it, why why expend the energy, expend the energy just to be like, oh, this shit sucks. I don't like this. I don't like that. Like, you don't like it. This is not your taste. You, you're into more Alex Ross kind of art. All right, cool. Go go over there. If you're into more, you know, Scotty Young. Uh, uh, right, right, right. Like, uh, uh, what's, what's this guy's name? Uh, Humberto Ramos, you know, sort of graffiti style uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. art. And you roll with that, you know? So like... Uh, yeah, I mean, with the whole like, with like with the, the struggle you have, I think like it's just best to look at it like and this is me, like I will look at it like if I put together this product and I genuinely liked it, you know, I felt I did a good job, I felt I did such and such justice. Like I'm not gonna be too worried about. I mean, it'll be in the back of my mind, like you know, is there enough of this? Is there enough of, enough of that? Right. But yeah, it's just like well, I guess uh, you I have. Mean, that- now I don't think about it. I don't even think twice about it. Now, like when I first was doing certain things, I'd really sit and debate. Because, yeah. Like I need to, I need to help this get successful so that I can tell these other stories. Mm-hmm. But then I just had to ask myself, like, what would I be happier about when it's all said and done? Personally, like, what will feel complete? And once I got to that place, it was like, I'm just doing what feels right to me. If this fits for what I'm trying to do, then this is the route I'm going. If this fits for it, then this is the route I'm going. And that's how it's been from that point on. Like, I don't need yeah. to think twice like, whatever <laughs> character it needs to be or this story it needs to be or the style of the work. Like, that's just what, what I focus on. And I just <laughs> move it from there. Like, it, but it used to be because on the flip side, you're looking at, if this isn't successful because I make this choice that falls on me and the choices I made and, and, and yeah, you know, you start to get in your own head about it. And I, but now I have talks with other creators and they're like, you know, like a friend of mine hit me the other day and he was like, man, 
I was speaking on some issues that's going on on my social media and I lost like three or four backers. And I think it was all because of giving my perspective on, on, on certain thing and whatever it was, it seems simple enough, but I guess those particular people felt so strong. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, that's going to happen. Like you can't, if you start talking about certain things, some people are going to be with you. Some people are not. And that's part of the equation that's going to happen. And at the end of the day, you can't please everybody. And, and nine times out of 10, if you were talking about those same issues in one of your stories, those people may walk away from the book. You know what I'm saying? Like they may stop supporting it because, oh, I've seen people. I remember a guy um, went in on, on I forgot who it was, a big name artist because he spoke on some things and they just felt like, oh, you shouldn't be speaking on it. And they kind of went, oh, I don't know if the guy saw it, his comments or not, but he pretty much summed it all up with, I'll never buy anything you put out again. Now, whether or not he stayed true to that, who knows? But yeah. I can't ask anybody to give up their beliefs for my beliefs or vice versa. I do hope that conversations can be held where if if we have a different view of things, we can enlighten each other. And, and that's my bigger thing. If I can offer you some other way of possibly seeing it or, or you know, if you're open enough to hearing other perspectives, then maybe then we can have some 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 opportunity to move forward in some form or fashion if not i used to uh, social media i don't really try and have those discussions anymore like i've yeah. invited so many people to to have real face-to-face sit-downs because i also believe some people aren't who they i know some people aren't who they claim to be on <coughs> so mm-hmm. for me it's like hey let's meet up and sit down and have a real conversation then i can look you in the eye and see if you really mean what you're saying and you can look me in the eye and see if i really mean what i'm saying but we can have a civil conversation and, and I don't think the attitude and energy that you have online is going to be the same in person because now you're dealing with real people. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll make you look at things differently. Like, it's easy to, to separate yourself from something when you have digital components and space, time, and all this other stuff in between. And yes. you have to see people for being actual people. It's a little bit harder whenever that, that, that face-to-face happens, you know, and you really have to see a person as a living being and as somebody that has family and emotions and, you know. Yeah, plus, like, sometimes you just got to actually have those conversations, certain conversations in person because, like, so many people go off on the comments and they may not be coming off a certain way, but right. it's really hard to invoke emotion in, in you know, via text um, you know, like, yeah, for example, yeah, I mean, you you having a conversation with your uh, with your wife or whatever. Um, you know, you you may say something on that text, but when you were saying, you know, in your mind, it wasn't supposed to be like you were being an asshole. You know, you would just, right. you know, so yeah, it's sometimes you gotta have those. Yeah, it's it, some some conversations should be left for a certain, you know, certain times and shit. But I just wish that people weren't so sensitive about things they shouldn't be sensitive about. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. let the cre- let the creativity let cr- the creative people be creative and um you know let them let them do their thing as long as they're not slandering a certain people um uh you know then 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 let it be I mean like I I seen some gruesome stuff whether it be music videos movies comics but you know you know what it is what it is it's just creative expression you know yeah. um. But uh, yeah. we just gotta loosen up, man, and with other yeah. people, be willing to have real conversations, and and you, you know you can a simple conversation, peaceful conversation, can go so far for some people. Now there are some people there's probably no hope, <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's true. 
you know, they just are where they are. They see things how they see things. But I, I think for a lot of people, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I, I just, I believe when someone, <laughs> when opportunity is there, you can try to have that conversation. Um, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's not even worth it. You can see right then and there, like, this ain't going to go nowhere. This is how this person sees things. No need of me trying to fight to get them to, to change their perspective or their views. But yeah. I think even in that, if we can keep a certain level of respect amongst us, then, you know, we can move better than just flat out, you know. Yeah, like, this, this is supposed to be a day and age where everybody's supposed to have more knowledge. We're supposed to be more open-minded. You know, we're exposed to more things. Uh, but it seems like we're more close-minded than people were 40, 30 years ago. You know, like, you would think the things that people are getting upset about now, they'd be getting upset about back then, because back then, there wasn't all this access to internet and all this information and news and all that. Like, now, you're, you can go and look up certain things. You should be a little more knowledgeable about stuff, but we act as if, like, these little things that, you know, they 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 offend everybody and like i said everybody right now they you know how many times you see people post memes talking about zero fucks uh, you know like this is how many fucks i give and yeah. and you know uh, I'm, I'm just all the, all this you know like macho kind of shit and you know that, that that's the internet making people feel like they are more than they are or tougher than they are <laughs> you know it's it's easy to be super super hardcore from wherever. Yeah, yeah behind like, the screen. Answer to anybody or, you know, and that's a very unfortunate thing because it makes people less willing to be compassionate. It makes people less willing to have a real conversation. It makes people feel like they don't have to deal with repercussions. You know, yeah. if you feel like there's going to be a repercussion for doing or saying certain things, you may stop and think about it a little bit and say, ah, do I really want to do that. If you feel like I can say this, I can do this, and I got a mob of people that seem to be behind me because they feel the same way and they can talk like that now. Yeah, yeah it boosts people's egos. Oh, except, man. except when you get caught outside and none of those people are around you. Right. <laughs> and right. I mean, dude, we all grew up in that era, uh, pre-internet. Right. You know, you, so yeah, you your know. actions and somebody's gonna hold you accountable. They was gonna say, "Oh, what was you saying the other day?" Yeah. When, when you were riding, you know how somebody used to talk trash when the person get out the bus and they stick their head out the window and say a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Riding off to, to the weekend, but then Monday come back around and you got to get back on the bus with that person. It's like, uh, what were you saying when I was getting off the bus and I couldn't get to you? Like, it made you stop and say, is this really worth it? Is this really what I want to say? Is this really what I feel? You know what I'm saying? Yep. <coughs> but, fellas, I would say... um, I appreciate the great conversation. I, I hear little minions running in the background, uh, peeping in my, my door. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no worries, man. I, mean, I need to go punch him in the stomach or something. I probably should have said that. <laughs> Careful, somebody might get offended. Oh, somebody might crazy. get real upset about that. So, oh, he's punching his kids uh, in the stomach. Oh, we got to get him. So, yeah, um, I'll just kick him in the ankles lightly. That'll be <laughs> too much too Man. i mean i don't even know if you could scold them now you know probably not but if people could hear some of the conversations me and my kids have they'd be like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, dude you you do what you got to do to to you know raise your kids man like ain't nobody 
should tell you what to do. No? Yeah, I mean, I should be that thing. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, half yeah. those people don't, probably don't even have kids. I, I run into that a lot. People with great opinions, but they've never even been around a child <laughs> like, at all. Like, not even long enough to just look at one. Must and, be like, nice, right? <laughs> you should do this with the child. And it's like, how do you know? Do you know what a child does? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know how much they eat and, 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 and what comes out of them at a certain point? Like, yeah. But my, my kids keep me, they keep me centered and focused. So, you know, they, they're, they're, they're a big part of the push and motivation for me. So I just punch them every once in a while. That's all. Yeah. yeah. A little quick little gut check. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the gut is meant, it's, it's built to take certain things, you know? <laughs> That's true. I mean, at least you don't leave a bruise on their face, so nobody see it. Just make yeah, sure your just... son don't make sure your son don't wear a, a belly shirt to work. I mean, to school, or whatever you know. Oh, you just wrap a little towel around your hand, and it won't. <laughs> oh man, parenting one on one. You heard it first. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> All right, Wally. Well, uh. Uh, we'll have to have you on the show again. Get Lawrence in on a conversation here. Yeah. We, and hopefully when none of us are sick either. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. cool, man. I appreciate y'all taking the time to chop it up, man. And, and the next time, I guess we'll just focus more on things like was, that, was, was Justice League cool? Yeah, um, man. Star Wars and all that shit's coming up. Yeah, we, so, can, uh, we can talk about uh, that. It was a good conversation. Yeah, I don't know how we got into this shit, though. We got into some deeper. But hey, at least we got fine. it out of the way. So. <laughs> I mean, it's always good for those conversations. I think they are um, necessary. And, and I, yeah, I yeah. meant to jump back to Ghost of the because y'all mentioned it, and then we just kind of got away from it. Oh, we can um, we can we can continue this conversation next time. Okay, we, cool. We'll cool. just keep rolling. So I appreciate it much, fellas. I ever really do. You know, yeah. maybe we make a we made a little small leeway in, in the world with somebody. Right, we may we go. may have gained or or lost the follower tonight, but you know, comes with the territory. Man. So as soon as you brought me on, you lost somebody. So that's cool. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure yeah, to have so you fun. on. Yeah, man, dude, it was great. You know, we're kind of meeting you. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, good chat. And dude, uh, bang out some more transformer pieces, man. Like. Or even any kind of mech, man. I don't care Winter. if it's like, uh, yeah. I got some Gundam stuff coming, and I got some two, two, uh, two when you put them together. It's really eight pieces for some Transformer stuff I've been working on for a little while. Oh so, shit! Hopefully soon, 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 soon. I'll, I'll be, I'll be putting, putting that up and, and letting it be seen and critiqued and analyzed and, and <laughs> thrown apart and tore apart and all that good stuff, you know. Nah, oh, dude, man, it's Voltron. all love over here. <coughs> huh? A Voltron piece. I finally sat down and worked on a, a Voltron, and I got a Robotech piece in the works, so. Shit. That's what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yo, that, those Voltron pieces will probably do really good. I mean, you got the, what, what is it, season three or whatever, some shit like that? Three, three or four. I'm behind. I watched the first Oh, tom- what, tomorrow season four? Oh, tomorrow season four. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I watched the first two seasons, me and my kids, and, and then I, I and I, I fell off, and I got to get back on. So I'm trying to get yeah. back caught up with it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hopefully I see those pieces soon, man. Cause yeah. like those transformer things, dope shit, man. It was like a sight for sore eyes, man. 
I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Soon. Very soon. All right, cool, man. All right, all right. Y'all get y'all rest. I'm about to go ahead and gut punch kids. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see you. Speak soon. Absolutely. Uh, just going to do a quick run, a rundown of the social media because uh, it's just smart if you want to follow uh, our shenanigans outside of the show. Uh, by all means, do that. Uh, so you can find uh, the show uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekronin, on Instagram at geekronin, and on Twitter at geek underscore ronin. Uh, you can follow Law on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash T-A-O-S by Law, Taos. Um, I-G... Uh, Instagram, you can follow him at Batman121598 or at Teos by Law. And uh, you can also check out TeosByLaw.com. See some of his photographs. He is really good. He doesn't talk about it a lot on the podcast, but uh, that's one of the things he's, he's starting to get really into. So it's uh, it's some cool stuff. You should check that out. Uh, you can follow Danny uh, on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash This Is SF. Uh, for successfully failing, uh, you can go on the Instagram uh, at the real Danny Darko or at this is successfully failing, and that's really long to type, but it, it does get you to their uh, to that page as well. And you can find him on Twitter at I am Danny Darko. So check that out. And I do believe su- at this is successfully failing is Twitter as well uh, for successfully failing. And you can find more content at uh, failingsuccessfully.com. And you can follow me. Uh, at facebook.com slash IamThomasTBG on Instagram IamThomasTBG and on Twitter IamThomasFRG